0: Hi, I'm Patrick Hollick and you're watching, where shall I look? Oh, I'll look at my (laughs) camera. Um, You're watching and listening to a new episode of The Love Show. Uh, My guest's name is Liz. Give me the last name.
1: Mariscal.
0: Okay, and um, how do we know each other?
1: Oh my God, go way, way back. Like, uh, let's say, what, 20 years? Yes. Pretty much, it's been a long time, yes. We've known each other forever.
0: And how did we meet the very beginning of my photo career?
1: Yes. You were just starting out. I and was. so was I. I mean, I just got into the whole modeling career. And um, so we were both new at it. Yes. So we were both experimenting and having fun at the same time. Mm.
0: And um, what was our first shoot? Do you remember?
1: I think it was at your house.
0: Really? Yeah. So it was, was pre- so it was like a test? Yes. Okay. And then we did...
1: We did the photo shoot. How come I Alvaro only remember
0: Alvera Street? Like, was that early on, or was it just what I remember?
1: Probably what you remember. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we did a few, few sh- um, shoots together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We did the magazine, and that was exciting. Paper magazine, I believe it was. And yeah. Then- Shitting at your house was definitely. Fun. And you
0: just told me off camera story. What was it that like we went to have lunch after our photo shoot, <laughs> and I was shaming you, and I said you can't have meat.
1: I was starving that day. We did. I didn't eat anything, and you basically were like, "I I wanted to order a steak," and you're like, "No." You're not getting a fucking steak. You can't have that.
0: Which <laughs> is so psychotic because I'm a person at the time was probably eating only uh, carne asada and like fucking a ribeye for breakfast. So, yeah, like what was I hypocriting on?
1: Know.
0: It's weird, right?
1: Yeah, it was weird. But I, I, I re- I'll never forget that because I was starving and I wanted to order some meat. And you were like, "No, no, you're eating a salad. You're a model, okay?" I was like, "Okay." That's funny. <laughs> you didn't want me to. <laughs> order anything that would make me fat
0: <laughs> that's so weird that's illegal nowadays right with the uh pc culture yes <laughs> i'd be in jail <laughs> so tell me when did you get into tell me the uh we're going to talk about vaccines uh okay. eventually but uh how did you get into the medical field how does it start
1: um i got a job in beverly hills working for a urologist and a urologist a urologist and
0: um i just went to one Oh, really? I had the, uh, what's it called, where they do the, uh, they look at you for ultrasounds. Ultrasounds. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, nice. (laughs) I'm sure it was.
1: (laughs) But it was an interesting urologist. I mean, he did penis enlargements. No. So that was, uh, yeah, that's another story. (laughs) That
0: wasn't where I went. I just went for a checkup.
1: Yeah, I worked for him, but then I worked for um, a plastic surgeon that worked there as well. So I was there for a few years, and the plastic surgeon went and moved and he started working um next door actually okay and brought me along with him and we left the urologist and started working with him got a little bored yeah uh, wanted to do something different and I got into the hospital a friend got me in and mm. started working labor and delivery and it's definitely a lot of action going
0: on there how did you just go from penis enlargement to plastic surgery <laughs> to
1: vaginas
0: <laughs> to to uh deliver pediatrician yeah
1: not a pediatrician OBGYN.
0: OBGYN. yes okay
1: and uh, i don't I how mean, many
0: years did you stay in each like i know where you're in now is delivering mm-hmm. babies but like what was the other it it's two? been
1: about 15 years so i worked with the plastic surgeon for about 10 mm-hmm um as he was working with the urologist and then, um, then I went to, I've been there for about 13 years in labor and delivery. Okay. So it's, it's been, I was at both for a long time and then I decided to just do because I had a baby and I wanted to spend time with her Yeah, and the hospital is three days a week, 12 hour shifts. So I can have that time with my daughter for four days. Yeah. So
0: you're working in, you're an animal. You work all the time. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. How many babies do you think you've, delivered or witness being delivered
1: uh, hundreds hundreds yeah so definitely cool. thousands i mean we i mean there's times where you know situations happen and and i have to give advice to some doctors and you know they'll take my advice and we you know stop the bleeding because i work in a high risk we work in i work in santa monica so there's a lot of um, people that like to wait to have a baby
0: What do you mean? Typically
1: in like their forties and you after thirty five you're you're high risk.
0: High risk. Yeah. So Wow.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a very um high stress job. I bet. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Wow. When does when do you start hearing about COVID? When does that start happening at the hospital? What's the first uh what was your first memory and what month was it that you started hearing about it?
1: Um I would say I started noticing on um i follow um, i read articles on the daily mail Mm -hmm. and i started um, noticing that something was going on in china Mm -hmm. and my sister reads it as well so we were kind of going back and forth with each other corresponding like hey there's like this flu thing going on in china and it looks scary i mean they're pulling people out of their houses and you know so i kind of went to work and started talking about it and telling people, you know, hey, um, something's going on in China and I think it's getting a little scary. We should definitely start, like, preparing for this. And I went out and bought, like, a bunch of supplies and, like, medicine and I doubled up on everything to the toilet paper to the toothpaste and they all thought I was crazy. They're like, oh, you know, you're you're losing it, you're yeah <laughs> so I definitely prepared myself and then March is when it hit when um, they shut down the whole hospital and it was only labor and delivery and COVID patients and that's when it got really scary
0: so basically you've never stopped working
1: I've never stopped working okay shut down working.
0: but you weren't shut down you were on, on no the floor.
1: yeah so the main operating room where they were where they were doing cases like elective procedures That all stopped, Mm -hmm. so it was just COVID patients and labor and delivery
0: on the same floor.
1: No, separate floors. (laughs) I was gonna say (laughs) no. Thank God. (laughs) No, so we're on the third floor, Uh and I see is on the second. Mm -hmm. So they're totally separate from each other. Like we're on one side, each are on different parts of the hospital.
0: Okay, and do you do multiple? Is there multiple deliveries going on, or how does it work?
1: Definitely. I mean, there's there's either c-sections going on or emergency c-sections or um there's for some reason babies like to race each other and all of a sudden we're having four babies at the same time wow so it it becomes very intense
0: yeah yeah this is every day every you do day like a nine to five or traditional shift or is it what's no. the hours like
1: it's it's a definitely 12 hour shift 12 yes and sometimes you might have to stay over if um, things get a little hectic and crazy, or sometimes someone calls in sick and you're doing 24 hours, I mean, it's it's a high stress job, wow. definitely.
0: What's the longest delivery you've ever been through? <clears throat>
1: um, if we're in the operating room, mm-hmm. then um, it can go up to like five hours if somebody starts to hemorrhage and if we have to do like an emergency um hysterectomy or whatnot then you know that that can we don't that's the last thing you want thing we want to do yeah. so we try to stop the bleeding and sometimes it can take hours um we've had to save a couple of people's lives there and um we have a thing called the massive transfusion protocol where um everything shuts down, like the blood bank um they they all stop so they can help us and and rapid response team will come, or you know anybody that needs to come in to try to help us out then that it it it's it's an awesome thing because we've saved a lot of um patients mm-hmm. with that massive um trans protocol
0: mm-hmm What's your shortest delivery? Like what's like the fastest like, thing you've seen?
1: Somebody come in the front door, the baby's coming out. No, really? <laughs> she delivered, yes, in the hallway. Really? Like, baby coming out, thank God she was wearing a skirt.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> One of the nurses caught the baby, and you know, that was, that was pretty amazing. And, wow. You know, the baby was born, and her husband was like, Mazel Tov.
0: <laughs> How many people watch versus don't watch? What's the ratio? Like, I don't know if I would wanna watch.
1: Um, almost all, I mean, I don't, I've never seen where dad is not in the room really? unless he's passed out, you yeah. know, and we need to cater to him as well because he's on the floor because he's passed out and he has to go to the emergency room, but, uh, yeah, so, they're, they're always there and there's some people that will bring their children. Really? Yes. That's kind
0: of intense, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, like yeah. a nine year old.
0: Would you bring your kid to watch, you know, having no, right?
1: No, know. she knows what I do. Yeah. She's well aware. she's seven and i've told her you're creating lives yes you know i mean she she knows it comes out the vagina she knows i'm not i don't hide that from her so but i would not have her in the room for sure right
0: that's intense and if the dude the dude uh is is uh always in the room just most of the time always yeah. yeah yeah So I'm the bad guy that was like, I don't know if I want to watch. Well. I guess it's not watch the specifics. It's like definitely be with your girl and hold her hand and do the breath exercises and you rehearse that, right? Yes. I, I guess I thought of watching more as like some voyeuristic, like looking at the. <laughs> well, you don't want to dad. look, so we, right. we
1: typically tell the dads like, just stay up there, don't look stay down. Stay up
0: there, like in her eye line. Yes, in yeah. her eye line. Don't, That's what I mean.
1: You know, you you don't want him watching the baby coming out. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's Intense. something that he might. Remember forever and you know so we're just like okay you just stay up there give her support and don't look down
0: (laughs) has it gotten less intense because you're always doing it or is it just something that's just a routine now or do you always get a certain excitement or nervousness with it or is it just like it's another day at the office
1: well i when i first get and go into work i um like to say expect the worst hope for the best because you never know um, someone could be fine have the baby baby comes out and all of a sudden the patient starts bleeding mm-hmm. So that that is pretty scary. I mean it can really get intense and your adrenaline goes up Definitely like a hundred times. hmm And then once you know, it's all said and done and the patient is fine and she's stable Then your adrenaline drops mm-hmm. and you're so exhausted, but you have to get through like 10 more hours of the day so it, it's, it's something exciting every day. It's like the ER. You never mm-hmm. know what's going to come in the door.
0: Mm-hmm. Out of 100%, what percentage is just like uh, a typical birth versus some sort of dramatic uh, life issue?
1: I mean, you, you just, you don't know. You can't really pinpoint like what the percentage is. Of what you've seen, you know? Of what I've seen, I mean, it just depends. There's a, a lot of different factors. Like if somebody's already had a second child, it, I mean, the baby could come a lot faster and usually does. Almost uh-huh. always.
0: I know nothing. That's why I'm interested. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I mean, and then there's some patients that you know they push twice and the baby comes out wow. really quickly. So, you know, that's that's the beauty of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Is not knowing what's going to happen and and how the patient. I mean, if the dad has a big head and he's like six four, then you're like, oh, this baby might not come out from below. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you do that do you look at the guy to see what's coming all the time really
1: all the nurses do okay yeah so the, you and you know a lot of times the doctors will just say okay this you know we'll give them a shot but we're gonna end up in the operating room because this baby's not gonna come out
0: right yeah how was yours your birth was it was it hard was it easy oh my god of course tough?
1: because i work there uh-huh
0: it Did was, you deliver it where you work? No, actually. I, oh. I
1: didn't want to. I, I thought that was like too personal <laughs> yeah, for them to personal. know everything. <laughs> it's not like
0: leaving an Instagram post up. It's yeah. a little real.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want that. But I mean, I wish after what happened to me, I delivered at Huntington and Pasadena. And I was high risk. I had a lot of issues. And um, they decided to, my doctor decided to do a C-section. And I just said, okay, fine. Let's just get it over with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made that decision and then I remember, um, I was pretty quiet cause I didn't want to be that complaining patient, mm-hmm. but I felt like I was going to pass out. So I asked the doctor to give me some oxygen. And luckily I used to work with him, the anesthesiologist, and I was so happy that he was there that day and he, um, put some oxygen on me and then I remember just falling asleep. I don't remember anything. Um, I remember them kicking my, um, the only thing I remember is them kicking my, um, husband out of the operating room and my mm-hmm. sister so that's when i kind of knew something was wrong okay and then i woke up um i was gonna be transferred to the icu mm-hmm. and i had hemorrhage. i needed a blood transfusion um they gave me some meds that i know that you know some bad things happened mm-hmm. um i think they nicked an artery mm-hmm. and they couldn't stop the bleeding wow yeah, so that was scary. And when I got to the ICU, there was like 10 people, doctors, nurses waiting for me. And I mean, they took excellent care of me and the doctor was like, "Okay, we we put some stuff inside of you like gauze. Mm-hmm. It's called a packing. And if you if we take it out, you might hemorrhage some more mm-hmm. and we might have to do a hysterectomy." So, I have one child and I decided not to do that again.
0: Mm. No more children for you. No you more. I'm yeah, done. that's intense. That
1: was high. That was a high risk surgery. You know, like it was. It was pretty intense. So, yeah. you know, I I'm I'm blessed that they did a great job, and I'm still alive today. You know, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: So you started out talking about COVID. You had read about it, and you had been watching the news. when does it start getting to be protocols and stuff at the at the hospital?
1: Um, that's when the schools started to shut down. Okay um and and of course the higher ups made that decision. They were like, "Okay, we're going to stop all elective procedures and we're going to focus on just COVID and labor and delivery because we can't close labor and delivery if somebody's pregnant and they're going to have a baby. You can't you can't stop that." So, you know, that was that's when they made the decision to shut everything down.
0: Right. Yeah. So it so, was pretty scary. Were you scared um to go to work at first when you don't know anything and you're just supposed to wear a mask and uh, what a hazmat suit what were you dressing like
1: Um they weren't really enforcing the mask thing yet mm-hmm. it was just you know pretty much um making us um come into work and um kind of social distance mm-hmm. but um I think we were scared at the time because we were running out of supplies Mm -hmm. um at one point i was crying on instagram because i was so scared and i had some people bring me some n95s because there was a shortage there Mm -hmm. was a shortage of all of a sudden we didn't have supplies like gowns and gloves to wear so that that became very scary wow
0: yeah and now is there a whole system in place
1: Yes, so now they they email us and tell us how many COVID patients we have. Um, they'll tell us if we're running low on certain supplies, um, at one point they were having the uh, they were having us um, reprocess the n95 masks.
0: What does that mean?
1: That means they were resterilizing them okay and giving them back to us so we can
0: reuse them. So it was like shortages, yeah, a major yeah. shortage issue with mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm um and, and did you have to get tested to go to work do you have to do a certain <laughs> amount of tests believe it or
1: not they're not testing us
0: really yeah <laughs> this is breaking news
1: <laughs> i mean i know a lot of other hospitals are but yeah uh, where i work they do not
0: really yeah so you're just gonna be like delivering <laughs> babies having covid
1: yeah exactly but they they want to make sure that we're wearing our proper ppe which is you know our Our gowns and our i mean do you wear a face shield too yes you have to um it's it's you know something that they strongly suggest that you use Mm -hmm. um when you go into a delivery because a patient is pushing sure you know so that you know when they're pushing yeah when they're pushing they're they're breathing out and Mm -hmm. and they're yelling and screaming and so that can be they're projectiling their their their
0: their air you know (laughs) are they are they um masked up or no
1: They have to wear a mask. They have to wear a mask
0: giving birth. Like, it's not hard enough.
1: It's Yes, and and it was really sad at the beginning because in the beginning, uh, we stopped dads from coming in. So that was heartbreaking. Okay. When they would come up, and then we would have to ask the dads to leave.
0: Leave the hospital. Leave the hospital. Yeah.
1: So that, that was hard because then, you know, she's having her baby all it's alone
0: so yeah impersonal and offensive and everything bad <laughs> yeah and
1: i mean it's just hard because the dads you know they, yeah they had no control over that at that point there's no control over the whole situation so mm. i mean we tried to you know be their support for them as much as we could and then they're going over to postpartum and they have no support as well because there's no dad there to help them take care of the baby while they get their rest
0: right so it was it was hard how on the nurses f- how fast is postpartum set in in some cases like i know it's probably unpredictable but i, I mean don't... if
1: the patient's stable they can go over from an hour to two hours and they get transferred over so then they're there and typically if you have a vag a vaginal birth and it's like two days if you have a uh, if you're in a c-section then um you're you're there for
0: four days you know it's funny i was associating postpartum with depression oh. i thought it was like <laughs> oh they go right to the depression room no because i know some friends that are like they said uh uh they postpartum in in the sense of the depression is just like once they have the kid they're just kind of like oh yeah it's over there and they're just disconnected and like mm-hmm. some weird shit comes you know a storm yeah. comes no, I don't no. know. As a filmmaker, <laughs> we talk about it with films because when we're done with a film, mm-hmm. we slide off into a, a massive depression because, like, we don't have the crew, we don't yeah. have the uh, being creative at a thousand percent. No one gives a shit. You're like lights, and they're like, turn them on, or like get some food if you want to order, order. And you're like, wait, what? You know, it's like a new world. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, I'm sure the nurse. I mean, the the
1: patient actually feels that way because there's like five people in the room and there's all this support and the baby comes out and then we all leave and then they go off to postpartum and then there's one nurse that's caring for them like what, what happened where's the crew me, always
0: the mean nurse <laughs> yeah. like i don't know darling i could ask somebody else later
1: i'll get your meds
0: you know yeah. i had my appendix <laughs> taken out and i remember waking up in that like room it was like these two chicks playing cards and i was like i'm alive and they're like what's wrong with you dude you no. know what i mean i'm like where am i and then they're like you can't leave until you pee and then i like that got me mental so i was like i couldn't pee for like five or six hours because oh i God. just wanted to leave you know they're like you can't leave until you pee
1: yeah is like, that oh. i mean there's protocol
0: yeah protocol so um how many people have you seen that have full-blown covid mothers delivering babies that are in the midst of covid
1: um, so, a couple months ago, I mm-hmm. actually um, we had to get prepared because we had a patient. She was very sick. She was in the ICU and she was on the verge. She was on the highest oxygen that you can receive, but um, she was going to get ready to go on a vent. And um, so we had to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was very um, intense, you know, as far as, okay, we need to make a plan. You know, what's going to be our plan? Because, I mean, we, we, don't you don't have a plan for COVID? is new you know Mm -hmm. something that we Mm -hmm. we had to like construct ourselves and and try to make a plan to what was going to happen so at the at that time we ended up having a plan to have deliver the baby as soon as if anything happened if she coded um we would have to definitely um get the baby out as soon as possible coded means if she passed away
0: okay coded yes okay
1: so um,
0: did they induce? We the... induced her.
1: We we actually so you induced get her. the plan
0: together. You induce her and you go for the plan. And the plan is to save baby or save woman.
1: Well, if if somebody codes, then I mean they're they die. So you're you're gonna try to get that baby out as soon as possible because they're already losing oxygen okay. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um. But we wanted to induce the patient because um which means like make her have go into labor right um because we wanted to not get her to that point where she was going to be on a ventilator Mm -hmm. so um we constructed a plan to have her um deliver in the operating room where they had it set up for covid patients Mm -hmm. so it was a big process um i didn't know that i was going to be in that Mm-hmm. You know, that scenario. Hour. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it was very scary. I mean, it was like an hour before. Hey, you're you're up. You're going with the doctor that's 80 years old.
0: Is there an 80 year old delivery doctor? Oh, yes. Yeah, and he's the best. Oh, yeah, my he's God. probably seen a few. Oh, yeah. How many <laughs> kids has he delivered? A million?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And he's, you know, he's amazing. He um actually is one of the doctors will still deliver a breech baby, you know?
0: What is a breached baby? Where
1: the baby is basically, uh it's not, it's, it's butt. Butts coming out
0: first. Okay. Not the head. I'm learning. I don't, yeah, I don't, that's spend why I'm time trying to like yeah. do it and, you know, breached baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So um, he's amazing, but I was scared for him because he's 80 years old. Yeah. Also, he know? could
0: get COVID and pass. Yes.
1: Yeah. Definitely. In my mind, I mean, it, I went there with my mind like, oh, I'm going to get COVID and I'm going to get sick. Mm-hmm. And what if I die? I mean, And then I just, as I was walking down, mentally preparing myself, because that's what you have to do before Mm -hmm. a big case, you have to mentally prepare yourself. Um, I started saying, hey, you know, I was talking to myself and I was saying, hey, this is scary for the patient. Like, she doesn't have her husband here. He's not allowed because she has COVID. Um, She's going to have a baby and the baby's going to get taken away from her because it has to go to isolation. So it was going to get transferred to another hospital. Mm -hmm. And she's sick, you know, she's so scared, you know, stacked. it was a lot, you know, and when she came in, I mean, it was it was it was pretty intense, like watching her with this big oxygen mask on and, yeah. you know, and, and you're worried about, you know, I was worried more worried about the doctor because he's 80 years old. I don't want him to get sick, you know.
0: Does anyone come in a sense of like a therapist or somebody that holds her hand and plays dad? Is there anyone? Or is it just like this real insensitive medical procedure with no, you know?
1: Yeah, there's no one there. I mean, we're, we're
0: the support. I got you. You
1: know, and, and we're the ones that talked to her and told her everything was going to be fine. Mm-hmm. She was a Hispanic woman that spoke Spanish. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I spoke you to You speak her. fluent
0: Spanish, yeah? Um, no? I'm okay. i do yeah. not too perfect with it. Oh, but, yeah. um. Uh,
1: I mean, I did talk to her and I told her that everything was going to be fine and we're going to take good care of her. So she, she looked scared. You know, she was coughing a lot. Sure. She was pretty sick. And right after the baby was born, it was, it was incredible. Like she felt better. She was laughing. And, wow. you know, we were, were telling her how beautiful the baby was and she was pretty happy. So she was in good spirits. I mean, she actually ended up doing really well.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. And she, um, she ended up um, leaving a couple days after, so that's it was so, miraculously yeah. that, you know, she, it was awesome that she she did good, and she went
0: home with her baby. That's amazing. I know. Because it didn't sound like that was going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's and all the And the baby never
0: got COVID. The baby never got COVID. No.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one of our protocols at work, that when you have a baby and you deliver, the baby stays with you. So, you know, it, it's interesting how that that works out you know Mm -hmm. you would think that the baby would automatically
0: leave the room Mm
1: -hmm. um, but the husband stays and the baby gets to stay with them as well
0: how about now no
1: no same thing
0: really yeah okay yeah interesting interesting. but not with the covid woman yes she had the baby
1: and the baby stays in the room
0: even though she's covid yeah interesting i know right yeah it is. So every time i think i figure this out i don't
1: <laughs> well they want they want you to wear a mask and you know the patient and they want you know we go in full doffed on with with the gear on and you know we have like a negative pressure room mm-hmm. so there's a room where it's it's sucking all of the air out of there so then you, it's not pushing out so when we open the doors to get out of the room it's not pushing COVID out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we have like kind of like et remember when he was dying yeah and they had all their gear on. I mean, it, it kind of reminds you of that with the zippers and.
0: And you're in that for twelve hour days. Uh, yeah. You're rocking that look for twelve hours.
1: If if I mean the patient, once the nurse comes out, she has to be very careful how she takes her gear off. Right. You know, that's that's one of the things. Is like, it
0: hot and a? a crazy, oh yeah, you're yeah. drenched
1: in sweat because yeah. you're wearing this plastic gear Bag, on, yeah. and you're wearing an N95, and you're wearing another mask, and you're wearing your your shield and. You know, so it's, it's pretty intense.
0: How amazing is it when you just like, you're done for the day? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you just burn that thing. I
1: can't wait to walk out of the hospital and Smell go to the, the car air. and like, take off my mask and just breathe air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, people that complain about wearing a mask, it's like, really, you go to the market, you're there for an hour. What's the big deal? Yeah, you're We're wearing a 12 hour shift. 12 hours. We have to wear it. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's, I mean, I don't like to hear it when people complain about masks because it's no. like, dude, we, we have to be there for 12 hours wearing it. And it's like almost every day, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So th- um, when did you start hearing about the possibility of a vaccine?
1: A <sighs> couple of months ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. how do they talk to, how do they speak in the medical community about these kind of things?
1: They didn't really talk about it. I mean... You work with you know great doctors that that you know and anesthesiologists that are very smart and they like to to come up and and share their knowledge with us mm-hmm. and and you know that's that's the great thing is that there's a lot of smart people there that you can talk to and they they read up and you know looked at all of the um, aspects of, of are we going to get a vaccine is one coming um, is it going to be effective and you know and you know we have people now that are scared. To take the vaccine
0: because right. did you have apprehension of course yeah
1: of course because it's something new i mean mm-hmm. in a couple months they have a vaccine and yeah
0: and there's both like all kinds of information pro and con mm-hmm. every day like all my friends are talking about the various did you do the pfizer or the moderna do you know i
1: actually yes i i did the pfizer the pfizer the pfizer moderna i think it's um they lay it out this week, like Yeah, they're Monday. just a little behind. They're a little behind.
0: So you heard about it. You learn it's coming. Do you know, uh, kind of know, that you're going to get it because of your job? No. You it didn't was, know? No. you was still all, like, who knows?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it was okay. all hearing it on the news.
0: So nothing inside the hospital saying like, hey, there's a chance that we're going to get a bunch of doses. No. 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 So and no. then how does that, the day come when... Um, you know you're going to get one what, what's that presented like
1: um they they basically um, sent us an email really? saying that we had an option to get so it, it was an option okay you know it wasn't it wasn't forced on us or anything like that, so it was basically an option. do you want to get it and so you had to sign up for it mm-hmm. and then you had to schedule an appointment okay. so you wait, we waited about a week and then they opened up the appointments uh-huh. and that's when it got exciting.
0: And what percentage of the team, like how many people do you work with? Is it like 12, 20? How many people do you?
1: There's at least, um, there's at least like 40 different nurses, but, and, you know, and doctors, but you, you rotate because you do three days a week. So you don't know who you're actually working with that Mm -hmm, day. mm -hmm. So, and then there's the night shift team. Okay. So there's, there's a a big percentage of people that, um, that actually wanted to get it.
0: Okay. So out of, say, 40 people, how many people signed up to get it?
1: I would say about 35.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did my man, the 80-year-old uh, doctor, get one? I, I hope-, hope he did. Yes, he did. So he it's did. funny
1: because um, that day, when, the day I got it, it was a Thursday, and he was there. And he was very upset because he's, he was like, why am I not getting a text back? Like, I really think I'm 80 years old. I really need to get this vaccine. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we need to get, we need to, we need to talk to somebody. We need to get, you know, the COO to know that, you know, you need to get the vaccine. It's very important. Yeah. So we got our director up there. He's like, there's nothing I can do. I have no control. This is, you know, it's so
0: crazy because he's kind of the main, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you lose him. Everyone's (laughs) like, I don't know what to do. What are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the world we live in. It's always just like one inch of, fucking stupidity you know you're just like a big mishap
1: exactly they got like
0: the person that does the linens and shit they're like (laughs) she's first or he's first (laughs) and the old guy that does all the stuff is he's loud it just makes no sense but it it doesn't but so tell me back your day you get you do your email you had to fill out a lot of stuff or not very much
1: so no, they kind of just ask you if you're moderate risk or high risk.
0: Does it say like if you die, we're not? It's not on us or anything like that.
1: <laughs> no, but you it doesn't say that maybe, in the fine print. Might be. Yeah. <laughs> something that you know, if you don't get it, like you know, but you
0: can never come after <laughs> Pfizer.
1: <laughs> but you know that day. So I was scheduled um, on Friday the next day for uh, at four twenty. I was scheduled for my four twenty. Four twenty. I scheduled it at four twenty. Okay. So that Thursday, apparently they had just started doing the vaccines. Okay. And so we're hearing like people are going and getting it and they're fine. And so six o'clock rolls around and the COO comes over and he looks in a frantic. He's in a frantic. And we're like, what's going on? He's like, I need three people to go with me to get the vaccine right now. And I was
0: like, oh. Why three people?
1: Because once they open the vial, that, that's it. Like you take it out of the freezer. it. It's only oh, good so for do six hours. So three at a time.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So n- not three at a time. He just needed three people because he needed to vaccinate three other people because he had three syringes left. Got it. So you know the, the once you take it out of the freezer, it's only good for six hours. Okay. So they they needed to give these Lax vaccines or else they would they would run out. Okay. I mean, it it wasn't good anymore. They mm-hmm. would have to throw it away. Mm-hmm. So. I called immediately to Dr. Moran. I was like, Dr. Moran, like, you don't understand. They want to give us the vaccine right now. You you get over here right now. I mean, you can't walk too fast. He's 80 years old. So he's like, I'm not, we got to go now. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not leaving without Dr. Moran. He's like, he don't worry. We'll, we'll make sure he gets it. So we're walking down the hall and there's Dr. Moran. And I was like, Dr. Moran, please. You need to hurry. You need to come with me now. So we, we rushed over and I mean, thank God he ended up getting the vaccine, and
0: um, that's great.
1: It was it was amazing. Tell listen. me what
0: it, it's like. Is it a long needle, short needle? What does it feel like? Tell our our listeners what it's like, because we're not probably allowed to have one until like 2023 if <laughs> if everything goes not. well. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be a while for humans. You know,
1: I, I think I think with this, you know, I think maybe next year. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm hoping, you know, that, I mean, this is the whole point of doing this, is that Mm. I wanted to show people, look, you can get the vaccine and you're going to be fine the next day. You know, I I posted, you know, my side effects and... Tell me, tell me, let's hear it. So you
0: start, you sit down, is the the needle seven feet long or is it a prick? What is it? It's a little prick. What's the process? It
1: was actually better than a flu shot.
0: Okay. You know, I, I I haven't had a flu shot, but what's the process? It's just like
1: tell me it's like uh, one CC's I mean it's nothing it's it's it little needle mm-hmm. goes in your arm mm-hmm. I didn't feel a
0: thing like measles and mumps style just yeah. a, a skin pop they ex- don't even find a vein ex- exactly okay Like a skin pop and um,
1: went in and I think you kind of get a little paranoid because you're like okay what yeah turning into like- a giraffe <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to pass out? and Have an allergic reaction? Of course, your your mind get, goes there. You know, is
0: anyone in the room making a face like?
1: Mm. No, <laughs> not at all. Like, no? it, I mean, it was pretty, pretty serious at that point because it was like the first, the first day that they're rolling out the vaccine.
0: Were you first day?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it was the first day. I was like, wow, this is happening. Only
0: at the Love Show do you get the first day. <laughs> the first vax.
1: day. That was awesome at our hospital, of course. Okay, but um.
0: Did you know, any so, did anyone um, have any weird reactions to it that you went with or heard from? Um, or what? Let's start with yours. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. What What did it feel like? Did you have pain in your arm? Is there, tell me no, your side effects. No, not at all.
1: I mean, I, they they have to monitor you afterward. So they do like a 20 minute monitor where they they're you have to sit there and they want to make sure that you don't have any kind of reaction. But as I'm walking in, of course, there's some kid. He looked like he was 20 years old, and he. Um, he had some monitors on him, and they kind of—he looked a little pale, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it had to do with the fact that he was getting a shot. He's probably scared to death. He's scared, um, but his heart rate was up, and you know they took him down to make sure he was okay in the ER. But I mm-hmm. mean, um, he seemed fine. I mean, I—I'm sure he's fine. Um, those are kind of kind of one of the side effects: heart racing,
0: heart goes up, yeah, and it stays up for a while. Yeah. So they—they
1: okay. they just didn't take they took precautions and they took him down to the ER Mm -hmm. and as that's happening I'm standing there waiting for the vaccine so I'm like oh my god what's gonna happen to me yeah (laughs) but you know I sat down I was like I'm gonna be a big girl and I'm gonna take this just like the doctor did yeah and my other friend one of the other nurses and so we sat there and we waited and Like 15 minutes goes by, and one of the nurses, like, I gotta go. I got a baby to catch. Like, I can't, I'm gonna deliver a baby. My baby, the baby's coming out, so I gotta go. So she left, and. um, So she
0: got the shot and didn't wait for too much monitoring?
1: (laughs) Yeah, she left like a gangster. (laughs) Yeah. And myself and the doctor kind of hung out there, and um, I posted that I got the vaccine. I saw
0: that. That's what got me excited to have you on. Um, I hadn't seen, uh, you're the very first post I've seen getting the vaccine
1: other than the media so no the i didn't see is, any
0: of that i've no? been ignoring that since uh march okay i can't it's just too too volatile out there
1: yeah
0: i check a couple sources in the morning and then get on with my day and check at night to see if there's anything that you know the world didn't end you yeah. know and then i go back to work
1: yeah definitely yeah yeah so that that was um that was exciting for me. And I was just like, okay, now what, what's next? What's to come with the side effects? Like, mm-hmm. what, what kind of side effects am I going to get? Mm-hmm. Um, so I went home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I went to bed. I did wake up with a slight headache. Mm-hmm. Nothing major. Um, and that was it. My arm was hurting a, just a little bit. Not as much as a flu shot. Okay, the flu shot, I, I, like, wanted to cry. That's how really? bad it hurt. Yeah, Yeah. You know, but this didn't hurt like it just was a little sore Mm -hmm. um in the area and then i had the headache um they make you um you have to check in like every day they they'll send you a message saying it's time for your daily check-in so they they want to know how you're feeling what your symptoms are on a daily basis so that that's good that they're monitoring us as well and then you get a card and it says what type of um vaccine you received like the pfizer and so you know after um 21 days you go back to get your second dose
0: okay and it's the same thing just another dose or it's a different thing
1: it's the same thing okay but your 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 body's already building up with the antibodies so you're you're basically your body's gearing up to get the second dose so once you get the second dose that's when your body starts to fight it off it's trying to fight off the vaccine the virus so you're 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 i'm a little hesitant i'm I'm going to be honest. I mean, it's a little scary to know that you can possibly have, um, stronger side effects.
0: I see on the second round. Yes. on the second Okay. Round. So that's where the people are, uh, supposedly, cause it's just in the news that they're getting the Mount palsy or the, the C- Bell's, palsy. Bell's yeah. palsy. What is Bell's palsy? Uh, technically it's like when you have a nervous, uh, reaction, in your muscle.
1: Yes. And then it becomes, it becomes paralyzed.
0: Yeah. Not, not permanently. Though. No, no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it it can go back. I mean, so you heard, we heard like what four cases maybe, mm-hmm. but um, I was willing to take that risk.
0: My favorite Bell Palsy story is some kid uh, back in uh, upstate New York. He did the uh, he did a massive wedding, beautiful guy, beautiful girl, and uh, then the bachelor party and the leading up to the wedding. He decided to do a line of cocaine that was like <laughs> three feet long. <laughs> And he got bell palsy. bell palsy. So all the photographs of the wedding are like one of his oh. sides of his face is just dropped on the ground and she was livid, of course, because they had the photos and the wedding and he oh looks like he God. had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, right? Yes. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, but- so have you had uh, heard about anyone having it that you know, or is just something in the news? Like a reaction, extreme reaction of any gun?
1: No, actually, mm-hmm. um, everyone that, that I've worked with that has gotten it, I mean, it, it went from everyone being scared mm-hmm. to everyone racing to go get the vaccine. Like, they, they were very eager. And so last, um, what was it on today's Wednesday? Yesterday. I mean, everyone was going and getting the vaccine because they don't want to waste it again. So they have, like, the... They have like so many people they're getting it, like the valet guys, the housekeepers, because they they really need it. They're the ones cleaning. Yeah, they're action COVID. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So they're getting it as well. And they're so lucky because so many people want it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's a hot commodity right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at your demographic. You're like mm-hmm. what? Not even a percentage of the population right now has what you have. Yeah. Like no one has this. I know. It's well, such a like, you know.
1: And, that, and that's the one of the things that I've had to convince a few people of, like, oh, you know, I don't want to get it. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your reason? You know, it's all these conspiracy theories. Yeah, there's and, a lot of
0: bad writing out there. Yes. Like, I was told right away, don't get uh, Pfizer or Moderna because it's working with that, that uh, god gene. It's going to alter your DNA forever and wait for Johnson & Johnson because they're working with dead virus. And I just started reading about it, and they're like, we're absolutely not working with, I don't know what it's called, RS or RM, DNA. The there's, RNA. There's something, yeah. I don't understand those, those, do you?
1: Not too much. I mean, mm-hmm. not really, but the thing about it is, is that was a guy that told, he, his was way off, like mm-hmm. HIV. Mm-hmm. They never found the cure for that. Like, mm mm-hmm. They haven't found a cure for cancer, but yet they all of a sudden have a vaccine for COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, wait a minute here. They've Let's done see.
0: great work in AIDS. I mean, I've seen guys that were like on death's door that came back mm-hmm. with the what they call the cocktail or the shake. I mean, Magic Johnson successfully living a big life with HIV. Well, yeah, so you have to have sex
1: to like have you know get HIV. No, I know, but I'm saying <laughs>
0: the medical's done really good with it. Yeah, like people aren't falling off anymore.
1: Exactly, yeah. and 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 and. But those are the things that people are are scared of the vaccine and I'm I'm like that has no correlation with what what's happening right now like
0: no I get you know it.
1: and and the thing about it is I told him I'm like you you like going to your favorite restaurants right mm-hmm. it's like yeah I'm like okay so do you want this economy to fall apart and, and it's going to it's going to collapse yeah if we don't get it together and we don't get a vaccine to everyone and if we do that then we can move on with our lives my daughter can go back to school yeah you know it's everybody needs to be on board just like with the whole mask thing people don't want to wear it and then they get covid
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know and and there's people out there that do everything in the book
0: like and they don't COVID. go anywhere
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah and, they, and they're terrified to leave their house and they get covid yeah you know it's either the, the delivery guy or the you know the postal service guy you don't you don't know who you're coming in contact with mm. And they still get COVID. So, you know, he ended up I saw him yesterday getting the shot. He got he got the vaccine. Ooh. Um, the guy that I was that was telling me I'm not gonna get it, you know, and, and I talked to him about it and he he was got there, it. he was standing in line to get yeah. to get the vaccine. So I was really happy that he did that and he made the right choice because you don't want to be the last one in a hospital where everyone else is vaccinated and you're not. I mean, I think that that starts to set in like everyone else is doing it, and they look fine and they're doing great. Why? Why not? Why not get the vaccine? You know, yeah, they're we're we're so blessed and so lucky that we were able to get the vaccine right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I feel I went to CVS the other day. I wanted to tell everybody, hey, I got the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just because, you know, it's it's an exciting thing. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to do it, but I mean, I'm fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm doing great. You know, I had just mild side effects. When do
0: you go back for the next one?
1: Uh, I would say around the 17th. 17th.
0: Yeah. And that dose is supposed to, once again, it's the same dose or it's just a, uh, it's a variance. So you get.
1: It's the same dose.
0: But people react to that dose more than they do the first dose. Yes. Okay.
1: For some reason you're getting the, the side effects. I mean, some people might have gotten some you know fever chills or whatnot with this side effect yeah i with mean with this with the first um dose mm-hmm. but um i mean thank god i didn't so mm-hmm. i'm i'm hoping that that happens again <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens well their
0: success rate is what 95 percent.
1: 95 percent effective yeah
0: that's crazy i know yeah that's the highest in a long time, right?
1: Yes, because the flu shot is like 48%. They were pushing it. they can it get up. it right.
0: I went to the doctor for a routine checkup and they're pushing a flu shot so hard the other day. I don't know why. I was just like, I don't want it.
1: Well, because a lot of people right now with the winter, mm-hmm. they're thinking, do I have the flu or do I have COVID? Do I have a cold? Because I've, I know a few people that have gotten sick already and they, um, with no interaction with a lot of people, but they have gotten a cold or the flu. Mm-hmm. And so they go right away to get tested and they're negative with COVID. Mm-hmm. So they're sick. They have a cold or a flu. So you're going to have a lot of people that are being paranoid because they don't know what they have. You know, So that's that's scary for the winner. It seems
0: know? like everyone I know that's gotten COVID says headache, um, loss of taste, everyone. Yes. And then, um, it was good or bad, or I was exhausted for a long time, like super tired, like, you know, I just wanted to sleep all the time.
1: Yes, and I have, um... And
0: brain fog, like, they kind of feel like like they lost their, they're just brain fog, just like, oh, just a mess. Yes, it, But it, not it scarier is. outside of that, my friends, but that's as far as it's gone.
1: Well, well, my sisters had it, and a close friend of mine and my brother have had it, and, um, i think it just depends on the person i mean my sister got it pretty severe like she i bought her a pulse oximeter and that's to check your oxygen levels Mm -hmm. to make sure that you know she would be fine like if it goes below 95 then you you start to get a little concerned Mm -hmm. um she did have like the shortness of breath um she had the chills the fever the diarrhea the the headaches i mean it was she had everything that you can think of as far as having symptoms and she said she doesn't wish it on her worst enemy. I mean, just the, you're sick for two weeks. Could you imagine being stuck in your house, in your bedroom, and no. you can't leave? I, I don't wish that on anyone. Yeah.
0: Definitely. So, uh, you go back to, uh, Tomorrow, how many kids are you gonna deliver?
1: <laughs> I'm actually off. It's Christmas. You're off. It's Christmas. Oh, they I believe in the Christmas. <laughs> some do, but some don't.
0: You got seniority <laughs> over there, so you got to reserve your Christmas.
1: No, I get to. I get to work um, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day.
0: Oh no, really?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, you gotta. You gotta pick put your battles. You gotta put in is your work. Is that because
0: you have a daughter <laughs> and you want to be with her for Christmas exactly. and New Year's? Is just a, a party for adults.
1: Well, New Year's, um, we can't have any parties, so. Yeah. Might as well work, you know, and get paid time and a half for that. So I, I just decided to do New Year's. I mean, mm. I don't really care about, you know, I do care about a new year because hopefully it's going to get a lot better this 2021. Right.
0: You think? I think probably middle 2021, towards the end 2021.
1: I'm hoping. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of worried because of the holidays. We're going to have a, a spike, a, a bigger surge. Yeah. Because we did after Thanksgiving. Yes. So I think definitely this is going to happen again, mm-hmm. um, that it's going to get. I mean, we're we're the worst right now. California I
0: know. California is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're bad. At least we're winning something, right?
1: Yeah, I try to stay off the news, but um, I think it's just bad for your mental health. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are spending the holidays alone and that's going to be scary. It's not it's not only about COVID. It's about people's mental health. Oh, my holiday. God. Yeah. I've been feeling
0: last night, and about four of my friends were all like, last night was hard, and it it was not for any reason. It was just gray out. It was cold out. It was just kind of like a, well, I'm sure people will laugh if you say it was cold out in Los Angeles, but (laughs) there was some sort of energy (laughs) last night that was incredibly forceful that wasn't like towards the optimistic night I had the night before, and it was for no reason. You know.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like a Scrooge this Christmas, like not wanting to get gifts, even though I did. It doesn't do feel shopping. like a
0: Christmas to me. Yeah, It just feels like a it's just like a winter day.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and but I got to keep going and pretend like everything is great for my daughter. The yeah. seven, you know, and make sure that she's OK. Seven's she... my
0: favorite number. Oh, September good. 7th is my birthday. Oh, really? I like sevens everywhere. That's yeah.
1: funny. My daughter's the September 22nd.
0: Is she? What is she sign with?
1: I think she's like both. She's on the cusp.
0: Of like, what are you? Virgo? Virgo and Leo. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So she's she's like right there on the date. So she's probably a little bit. of She's above. gonna run shit. Yeah, those she two signs.
0: <laughs> yeah, she acts like it for yeah. sure.
1: A little bossy.
0: So leaving on a high note, we're gonna wrap it up. What do you? Uh, what do you? What's the plan for the new year? Are you gonna? You, do you want to deliver babies personally, or like, what do you want to do with the? I
1: the mean, future. I have thought about becoming a doula. Uh huh. I like um, the fact that you get to help someone deliver a baby, and you're, you know, this is one of the most intimate moments of of someone's life.
0: You could do it right now from what you know, right? Oh yeah, just not for like sure. you're not. Uh, what is it called? Licensed, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, I can, I do it now. Like mm-hmm. you know, we we sit there and we're support for for the patient, and sometimes you know, if we're not busy, we can go into a room and then try to walk a person through it because they forget or they never went to Lamaze classes and they never learned how to push, you know, or, you know, so you, you're there as moral support and you kind of, you show them how, because you're on the outside, you know, you're not, you're not actually doing it. So when you're doing it, it's a different story. You're like, Mm -hmm. open those legs wide, push the baby out. and, And you have to like control the breathing and, and you know, some people choose not to have an epidural and you have to kind of snap them out of the pain. Right. So, I mean, I enjoy doing that. That's, that's something that I I can see um,
0: um, myself doing, pursuing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, well, maybe we'll have you back to have part two Let us see how you did.
1: I know with the second dose. Are you excited? Yes, I am. I can't wait. These days, do you want to like... shout
0: out anyone from the the team or say anything? Uh, shout out to, to Dr. your Dr. massive Brand. audience.
1: <laughs> Just shout out to everyone that you know. These frontline workers, they're amazing. The ICU. Um, to the the OBGYN nurses I mean to go in and not you know it's like you're going to war you're putting on your war gear and you're you're hoping that you know you don't contract something and possibly die like you you have you have to like you know have this bravery to be able to go into a room with somebody that other people would be terrified Mm -hmm. and not want to go into that room but you know you, you have to look at it every day and we have to go to work and get up every day and you know some nurses are upset because some people are going out and they're doing things and they're they're not social distancing or they're not wearing a mask and they don't care mm-hmm. i mean this is this is serious it's not it's not fake and you know i i i commend i commend them very much i mean everyone that works in the medical field mm-hmm. that are dealing with COVID patients you yeah myself
0: yeah <laughs>
1: thank you thanks for
0: coming on Thank you for having me. All right. I'll see you. S- uh, we'll speak again soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Let me slate this.
1: got the... Yeah.